Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. So now that you have an understanding of Algorand Foundation, and we've also covered some of the DeFi projects occurring on here, it's time for us to look a little bit further ahead. Smart Contract Fundamentals, designing your first DAP. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Making sure we can hear me, see me, got my PowerPoint producer, we're good. All right, we're great, ready to go. Welcome everybody to Smart Contract Fundamentals, designing your first app, first DAP, excuse me. My name is Russ Festino. Like I said, I'm a developer advocate for Algorand. Very excited to bring this session to you. Um, <laughs> Got to tell you, I was panicking about a half hour ago. I, I rebooted the machine and, and nothing was working. <laughs> none, none of my PowerPoints, none of my Word, everything. So I rebooted it again. And, you know, when all else fails now, I used to say reboot, but really double reboot. And then and I'll take care of it. Anyway, uh, good to go here. And um, I do have a... a little bit of a um, um, uh, poll uh, question to ask you all. Uh, so if you can uh, uh, do that for me, I appreciate it. Let's see here. I can bring it up here. And let's go ahead and, and get you to answer some of those questions. And then we'll go ahead and continue on with the deck. Yeah, I'm gonna get my lay of the land here straightened out. Okay, now we're cooking. All righty. So um, we got the poll going good, and I got my real estate all set up here to uh, go through the first couple of slides. We're gonna have three questions for you, so I'd appreciate it if you can uh, go ahead and answer that, so I can get your experience level here. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So what do I need to know uh, to build my first DAP? Well, first and foremost, what are, what are the tools, right? As in any venture developers take, you know, what's my tool set look like? And um, well, what's the technology too? You got to know that, right? Where are you going with it? And finally, what are uh, smart contract uh, budgets? Something that uh, you'll want to be aware of when you're building DAPs as well as how to create transactions from smart contracts. This is a fairly new uh, feature. And then also how to deploy dApps uh, to multiple blockchains might be of interest as well. Uh, and then uh, how do you log from a uh, smart contract? And how to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. We've got that lined up for you today too. Lots of good stuff. And we got some uh, uh, polls coming in now, so I appreciate that. Uh, keep on, uh, if you can scan that QR code or go to slido.com and enter the 90225, uh, we'll make an um, effort to uh, kind of tailor this presentation to uh, the experience uh, level. Okay, so we're going to talk about getting started first, and then we're going to go into the uh, ABM, which is the Algorand Virtual Machine, talk about that. We've got uh, pooled smart contract budget, uh, inner transaction, log support we're all going to talk about, as well as Teal and uh, PyTeal. And then I got a little treat for you on doing some debugging with smart contracts as well. We'll fire up the uh, Teal debugger and show you how to use that, as well as 
got a demo on Reach I'm going to show you too for uh, building uh, dApps as well. Reach is a great uh, uh, cross-blockchain uh, uh, deployment tool uh, using one code base. It's, it's pretty fascinating, actually. So we'll take a look at that. All righty. I'm going to go ahead and uh, move this uh, slide over to the next question. Looks like we got about uh, majority brand new to blockchain. Okay, very good. And so let's go ahead and get started. The first place you want to go ahead and start looking out at is the uh, smart contract and uh, dApps over at um, the developer portal. And I think uh, seeing how uh, so many people are new, I'm actually going to show um, uh, two slides here as well. Uh, three slides that are... Um, and hide these and go ahead and take uh, show these. So, so already your polling is coming in very handy. So uh, basically, this is the pre-perfect mistake protocol Algorand has. Uh, you have um, great throughput, uh, you know, pegged at 1,000 transactions per second, even more nowadays. And, and it's going to go way up into uh, uh, many thousands as well. Under five-second blockchain, so true scalability. You have a great technical flexibility, a lot of SDKs, transaction certainty, no forking. Uh, very extensible platform, uh, very energy efficient as well. Uh, transactions, uh, uh, you know, you can run actually a node on a Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi, uh, cost efficient. Transactions are under a penny, and then you also have uh, true uh, security as well. Uh, you got main the main areas for layer one features are going to be Algorand accounts, standard assets, which is like your tokens. Uh, and the accounts, by the way, you can have three of the three types of those. You got the standalone. You've got um, multi-sig, where you have a threshold uh, to sign off. So you have a, a group of ten accounts, and and maybe three have to sign off. The threshold would be three in order to sign the transaction. And then logic signatures, of course, too. And then also you got uh, a standard assets, which create uh, tokens, both fungible and non-fungible. You got atomic transactions. That's really the secret sauce a lot of times in, in building solutions and tying a lot of different uh, unique uh, aspects together or transactions together. Either they all work or they or they don't. And then we got smart contracts or AC1, which is going to be the majority of the session. There's also a reporting index or two uh, as well. And th this is the lay of the land in terms of the distributed ledger for blockchain. Really, very simple in terms of the, the record types that you have here. And um, um, I'm going to put the third question up here. If you can do this, it would be great. Uh, Algorand blockchain is an immutable distributed ledger. So think about it as a, a block is a slice in time when all the transactions are written to the blockchain. And uh, then also um, within that time interval, uh, each transaction has to have transaction between what? Between accounts. So uh, the transaction, we have a from account to account, and then each account uh, has associated with it assets, both uh, ones that it is defining and it, one that it is opting into, as well as applications the same way, creating the application or opting into that uh, that contract. So that, that's the lay of the land in terms of the, um, uh, the blockchain uh, for those that are brand new to LRAM blockchain. Okay, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and close this up and uh, go ahead and bring out um, LRAM.com. So let's go over here. All right, so this is our developer portal, uh, Algorand, excuse me, developer.algorand.org. Uh, lots of great things. We just redid this portal not too long ago. 
Uh, there you can see the smart contract and DAP section. That's where you'll want to drill into tokenization, all about uh, NFTs and, and security uh, tokens, uh, integration, uh, integrating, um, you know, ASAs and, and all the SDKs are down at the bottom. And then also you have some really great docs here. So I'm going to uh, kind of point you in the right direction there. A lot of getting started sections. Uh, you can see here on the left, you can expand getting started with, you know, smart contracts, for example. Uh, you know, you can go into like what's a DAP and you, know, you get some really good information there. And then you also have building with Python. Uh, you know, here you have step by step. You want to uh, go ahead and, you know, load up the sandbox, which is really a great development tool. Uh, this will, will take moments, right, to, to configure. You just got to install Docker and then clone clone this repo and you're up and running. You can use this as a node. So very painless and uh, it goes into that uh, that information as well and then also we have all of the uh, the SDKs uh, and uh, rest apis these will have like information about your first transaction that you make you see step by step and we also have something really cool which is the um, ability to um, uh, see the the actual uh, thing in, in action through um, uh, uh, running the code. So at the end of a lot of these, you'll see a run the code and we actually have replets out there. And this is great uh, for those who just want to kind of learn it without having to install a lot of the stuff. This is a, a Python example. We have uh, Python, Go, Java, and JavaScript are the official ported SDKs. Also, we have a really great ecosystem with a lot of other SDKs that are out there. But at this point, all you got to do is hit run and everything will come out here. You know, it'll just execute this whole application and doing your first transaction. And then you can kind of look at the code. You can actually do this in debug mode and hit breakpoints and do that kind of stuff. So a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, going back over the portal, you also have um, a lot of great information in the way of tutorials, solutions, articles, all there. Great tools as well. This is the ecosystem about the projects I was telling you about. Uh, man, it's, it's just a thriving community. You got a lot of Algorand IDEs here, uh, monitoring analytics, developer forms. You got block explorers, wallets, and then take a look at all these um, SDKs, right? There's a C-sharp SDK, Dart, PHP, Rust, Swift, Unity, brand new. This just came out. So I haven't even rolled up my sleeves and tried that yet. I can't wait to do some game development uh, with that tool. So anyway, a lot of great stuff there. So let me go ahead and get back to the deck. I can give you a, a nice whirlwind tour of the um, um, of the site there. So let's get into the meat of the, the content here. So what we have is a, the Algorand smart contracts and smart signatures, where you have a uh, smart contract that is um, on chain. Uh, basically, it facilitates global and local storage. These are good for setting up things like escrow accounts or on-chain dApps. There's also something called smart signatures. These are simply used to sign transaction. Uh, a delegate uh, contract is a good example of that, where you have the logic of the program has to return true. Uh, to sign an account, which is normally the, the end of it for, for logic signatures. But in addition to that, you would also need to have an account sign off on it as well. So it's like a dual uh, capability. So that's a good uh, use right there with smart signatures. Also, all these technologies I highlighted up front are combinable. Uh, you can combine smart contracts with atomic transfers, Algorand assets, combine smart contracts with uh, smart signatures. Also, you have uh, TEAL or Transaction Execution Approval Language. Uh, the contract is uh, logic is written in TEAL. It's an assembly-like language. Uh, also, uh, we have a Python-enabled uh, compiler uh, called PyTEAL. 
that will generate uh, the TL. And I'll actually show you that today in some demos. I got lots of code to show you. Smart contracts at a high level. Uh, basically, you've got an application transaction there that's going to be, uh, you know, making a call out to a uh, smart contract. And then it's going to go ahead and grab information from the ledger. These could be accounts, it could be um uh, you know, assets or, or whatever that are existing on, on the, the blockchain. And then uh, it's going to determine if it's a pass or fail with the logic that it has. And then the contract can then write to global and local storage. Now, global storage, everybody in the blockchain will see it. Local storage is at the account level. And then the contract can also initiate new transactions. Very excited about that because uh, before you had to feed a transaction into a smart contract. Now you can actually build a con uh, a, a, an actual transaction. I'll show you that in the demos in a little bit. A smart contract, aka apps. Uh, you have the 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 application transaction. These communicate with the application transaction. So you have two types of programs: the approval program, which is the meat of it, and then a, a clear program, which would be usually very very simple. And once again, uh, the TL program will act, be able to access a global state as well as local state on the account level. And this is all referred to as the AVM. So what is an AVM exactly? It uh, stands for Algorand Virtual Machine. So the consensus network observes when the smart contract app calls a transaction. And it sends it to the execution environment. So the execution environment is commonly known as a, a VM or a virtual machine. And it, the, we have these VMs run in every node, all right? So it's a runtime within the consensus protocol running on every node. And what does this mean? Well, an AVM contains a, uh, a stack engine that evaluates and executes smart contract and smart uh, signatures and program logic. And also the reason for the assembly like uh, language in Teal is really performance. We're very, very um, keen on performance in the Algorand blockchain, especially when, uh, you know, at the rate we're scaling out uh, uh, globally. And so uh, this is really a good thing. And then we have some great tools I'm gonna show you to, to make that easier for those that are not keen on, on assembly language, uh, you know, and it's really not too bad. There's not that many op codes in there to really get a handle on it. But, uh, you know, in the way of PyTL, we're gonna talk about in reach as well. And when evaluated, then the, the transactions uh, that they're called with either include that transaction in the next block or discard it altogether at the evaluation fail. So that in a nutshell is what the AVM is all about. Uh, there's a link there in the slide. I will have a link to these slides at the end as well. Uh, so you have access to all these links on our developer portal. Some of the features of the AVM include functions, looping, uh, back jumps, recursion, real programming type stuff, which is great. And then allows contract to contract composability. Uh, you can create IDs for both the assets and smart contracts prior to block inclusion. So this is really great. So you can have a handle on that before it gets out to the block and you have to get it from the block. So this is really makes things speed up quite a bit. Mathematical precision now 512 bits with additional math opcodes. Increased max program size from 1KB to 8KB. And then combines uh, key value paired limits now for 128 per, uh, uh, per pair. It could be any combination. It could be one and 127 or whatever. It used to be split down the middle. Now you can do any combination there. Also, uh, enables fee-free transactions via transaction groups. You can send algos and ASAs directly through uh, these smart contracts, control escrow accounts, pool smart contract execution, opcode budget, perform intertransactions, as well as new opcodes and including uh, login support. 
excuse me, log support. Uh, and so we did a video. We have this developer office hours every other Tuesday. And uh, recently we did a, a session on this. So those are located at lran.com slash developers. Uh, make, make sure you sign up for the next uh, dev office hours. You're getting a big following on that. Some really great uh, feedback. Folks seem to love it. And uh, so we typically do a little presentation and then a lot of free form questions and answers as well. So let's take a look at a uh, smart contract escrow account, how that actually works. So the, go ahead and deploy the smart contract then to the uh, AVM. And you can get the Algorand address and unique ID, both of those. So the uh, unique ID is a smaller number. The address is like a regular account address. So if you have to send uh, algos from to an account, now you've got the, the from address that you can get for, for that particular contract. And then they use that in conjunction with ASAs and, uh, you know, uh, uh, atomic transactions and so forth. And then what you see here is basically you have inner transactions. Um, these can do payment transactions. You can also set properties up and define a, uh, uh, an asset. Uh, you know, so you can uh, do all these other you know, transactions to create uh, basically a, a transaction function with all the different properties. You have the ability to do freeze and clawback in ASAs, um, you know, if they are uh, designed that way uh, right from the get-go, where you have, th those are more, mostly useful for security tokens if you're building some of those. Uh, you do have to opt in to uh, another uh, ASA, so you can do that as well with uh, inner transactions. And uh, also you need to opt into the, the smart contracts themselves in order to use them. So that's, it, that's really uh, very smart uh, thinking on the part of uh, Algorand, I might add, you know, especially with the, you know, creating assets. You just don't want to blindly have people, you know, uh, have these assets. You, they, you have to opt into it to want a particular asset. So that really helps prevent, prevent spam uh, quite a bit. So I'm going to drill into three of those features now in the AVM using the SDKs. Uh, the first one is the pooled uh, smart contract budget. This always this is one of the biggest questions we get from developers: is how can I expand this budget uh, to do maybe some more of the more expensive uh, calls that are are used in um, uh, smart contracts? We're going to show you exactly how to make uh, inner transactions and uh, and log support. You had a great demo there as well. So on loops and subroutines and pool groups, you have basically an opcode budget of 700 per call. Uh, you can be pooled with up to 16 atomic application uh, transactions. So that's really, really encouraging. So then uh, basically by that pooling, you're expanding your budget to 16 times 700 or over 11,000 uh, units. Also, like I mentioned, the file size now can go from 2 to 8K total for both programs and uh, upping the pages increased minimum balance. So you can see um, an example what the teal looks like on the right, on the top, and then there on the bottom, you can see what we're doing here in the code, the pie teal, to create a, an assigned um, uh, group ID uh, with, um, you know, these different uh, app calls. All right. Then uh, inner transactions, up to 16 inner transactions per app call. You have smart contract pay the fees, uh, which is great. So your fees eligible for pooling and, and fees are uh, the default, uh, default minimum balance. Uh, they show up as inner transactions within an application uh, transaction. 
Also, you have accounts that can be rekeyed to smart contract, giving uh, the spending authority to the contract. So the account must uh, be in the accounts array to spend from it. Now you can see on the right, uh, the kind of code we're going to be looking at here. So here we got an inner transaction up on top that's got two items in it. One is we're going to fund an account. We're going to do a transaction. This could be like an escrow account you might be sending up. So it's just a regular pay transaction. Second one is an app call to go ahead and, uh, you know, maybe uh, specify an app ID that you want to do uh, to create, uh, you know, uh, an asset or, or, or use an asset. So a lot of uh, things here are, are done, and you, we'll, we'll take a look at these. You have the sign group, and then also this is where you begin the inner transaction. You go ahead and set all your fields. You can see all the ones going to all the different asset fields you need to create when you're building an asset, things like the unit name, the manager, the clawback, decibels, and then you go ahead and do the, the submit at the end, and that'll build the transaction we just built. So that's what you're doing there. You're building the transaction. Logging is a lot of fun. A lot of times you want to be able to log uh, information out and, um, you know, you now have that ability to do so. And, uh, so here you can see the pie teal where you got a scratch variable and create, you're going to create the upper bound and lower bound of 99. We're just going to demo down to 97. We're not going to make you suffer through all hundred bottles of beer. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and uh, use our iteration. And, uh, the sequence is going to happen here. We're going to go ahead and do our iteration until we get down uh, to the bottom. And then we also have a uh, PyTeal, like I mentioned. So this would be the Python, and it simply uh, compiles out and generates uh, teal. So very handy. On the debugging front, um, when you're debugging, it's going to entail three things, uh, accounts, signed transactions, and approval program source. Uh, these get bundled into what's called a dry run request. And then the dry run request then uh, facilitates doing uh, debugging with uh, teal debug. And uh, this is uh, great. It's a great debugger. It uh, is through Chrome Inspect, and it facilitates, you know, uh, stepping through, setting breakpoints, and you can expand on all the uh, stack space, scratch space, uh, global and local variables as well. Uh, some great documentation uh, on the, uh, the PyTeal site. So uh, uh, you should be able to learn PyTeal pretty easily, especially those that have, uh, you know, Python background and uh, it seems at this day and age, just about every every group I pull, the the Python is just really really high. I think uh, Stack Overflow also came back with the similar results uh, in general for the developer community. And I got to tell you, I I write code in, in all four uh, SDKs that we support, and every time Python wins, you know, in terms of the least amount of code to accomplish the task, it's just uh, amazing. So. A little bit of side commentary on that one. Hey, demo time. How about that? Let's go ahead and get going. Some demos. We're going to show you uh, pooled smart contract budget, inner transactions, log support, and then and with the teal debugger. And then we got a little bit more with reach we're going to show you too today. Okay. So let's go ahead and bring up um, the first demo here. And I've got the breakpoints already set here. Let me go ahead and uh, clear this out. All right, and let's take a look. And what we're going to do, I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. Okay, there we go. And so what we're going to do is um, a little bit delayed here. Okay. All right, now let's go ahead and run this. So I've already got my breakpoint set uh, for the talking points, and I do want to um, also uh, show you 
what the makeup is here. Basically, in the, um, the folder here, we've got uh, a file here called AppPy, and AppPy is the PyTeal. So what we're seeing here is we're going to go ahead and, and put in this uh, verify function, which is very fat. It's a very expensive call. This is what you use to do signing. Now we're not actually going to do a signing here. We're just going to use it to demonstrate this pool of resources and how you can expand your budget. And uh, that's really it. And then you have a boilerplate uh, conditions down here. These are the different facets of the life cycle of a contract, you know, deleting, opting in, closing out and executing that. So that very, very simple, very straightforward, not just a handful of lines to go ahead and do this. So now we're going to go ahead and uh, get an account uh, that we're going to generate. You can see the account address down below. I'm going to use a previously uh, uh, um, used um, you know, uh, app ID that I generated earlier before, before running this. This verify function is going to fail uh, because it's too expensive, right? So now you can see right down here in the output win window, 700 is the budget. But the program cost was 1928. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to actually uh, do the verify once, and then we're going to do two more two more calls. But we're not going to pass in any arguments. It's just going to be a, a blind call to get it back. Well, now you've expanded this to what? 700 plus 700 plus 700. So this answers, you know, a question that a lot of developers have. Uh, when they start going to a uh, budget cost, how do I expand the budget? And this is a really great example on how to do just that. So now we're just going to go ahead and sign this transaction and it's going to spin out. You should see a success uh, come out down the below once it, uh, it, can, it is confirmed. So there it is confirmed in that round and uh, it is, uh, um, is done. All right. So next up, uh, let's go take a look at the next demo. This is going to be the um, inner transaction. So if we look at the uh, PyTeal first on this, first of all, uh, you, you saw this on the slide as well, but basically we're going to check that the sender is the app creator right here. And then we've got an inner transaction uh, we're going to go ahead and do. And, and, uh, uh, and then the sequence is going to be as follows. We're going to go ahead and begin the transaction builder. Then this is all going to build you know, the, um, uh, the asset. Uh, so there, no, excuse me. Yeah. There you can see the manager clawback reserve freeze total and, uh, and that's it. And then we're going to go ahead and uh, call it down here and you can see it right there and it's going to execute. Uh, uh, this is the command by the way, down here, compile teal of the approval program and this when if i run this this is what it's going to create it's going to create this teal right here there's a clear program this is just going to have an int one and return to it so that is the lay of the land there so let's go ahead and run this uh pi uh, demo here and we'll show you uh, how this works All right, we're going to sign our transaction. This, by the way, is the standard um, for any transaction in Algorand. You're going to create the transaction, then you got to sign it, and then you got to broadcast it to the blockchain. The send transaction is the one that will verify consensus rules, so there's no double spending, that sort of thing in that blockchain. And so this is going to go ahead and sign it. I'm going to run this, and then you can see down below uh, the results that we're going to have uh, from running this. 
And so here's the, the transaction that we're, we're, we're going to be running here. We're going to go ahead and fund this account with uh, 0.5 algos. So this is in micro algos. And we're going to use this uh, app inner, inner transaction demo uh, that we're calling from this Python SDK. So let's go ahead and do that. And then you can see down below uh, the asset that gets uh, that get, will get generated. So there's our wait for confirmation method, and that will wait for it to you know under five seconds typically to get written to the blockchain. And down below you can see the asset information there uh, that was created for that asset. And the crowd goes wild right on that one there. So cool demo uh, on uh, doing inner transactions. A lot of developers find that very handy and very excited about it, especially the ones that've been working with Teal. All right, let's get to the 99 bottles of beer demo uh, on the on the wall, right? Um, so we've got our song uh, defined as a uh, subroutine here called uh, Sing Count, and we're just going to pass in the number of uh, you know bottles of beer that we're on in 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 you know the song, and then here's the lyrics, right? 99 bottles of beer to ball, 99 bottles of beer. Take one down, pass around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. So you got the minus one there, right? And then also you got the approval program. Uh, once again, uh, make sure that, excuse me, make sure that the app call sender is the app creator. There's your scratch variable. This is where you're gonna store your integers uh, for the loop, the upper and lower bounds, and then go ahead and do the singing, right, down there. And then the log is the method that we're calling right up there. All right, so let's go down and, and run this. All right, so we get down to uh, the application. We'll hit our breakpoint. And what we'll see here is we're gonna do the sign group. And this is, uh, I'm also gonna show you um, what happens when we, or I'm gonna create a, the dry run like we talked about so we can debug this in a minute. And I'm gonna step into this so you can see um, what's going on there. So here's the source that we, we've generated. You know, we saw the approval teal out there. And we're gonna combine the app ID and the source. And then we're gonna go ahead and get the account information. That's the account piece to, to the equation. And then we're gonna create what's called the dry run request with the transaction, the source, and the accounts, and then the app. And then we're gonna go ahead and, and write this out to the, uh, the folder, the directory, so we can use that for debugging. And that's it. So let's go ahead and continue uh, running this. And there's our song. How about that? So we got that all coming out. And now let's take a look at this in the debugger. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to fire up the debugger. I'm going to do one thing first. I've been using the sandbox, by the way, in all these demos. And this is the, the, uh, the URL. You need a token and a URL for that. And let me uh, uh, bring that up. Uh, mm. No, I can't seem to find it here. I got to bring it up though, because I got to shut it down.
All right, where is my sandbox? There it is. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not it. Oh, man. Okay, so now we'll go ahead and do a, I'm just going to do a um, uh, temporarily shut this down. So I can do this demo. Some of the ports uh, conflict. All right, so now let's go out to the, uh, the page. All right, and what we're going to see here once I, I run this. Uh... Over here, we'll go ahead and go ahead and hit enter right here. Oh. I was so smart to copy this ahead of time, and I've copied without the T. <laughs> there we go. All right, there we go. So now we should be able to see that uh, available over here and in inspect. So we'll go ahead and bring this up. Here's the debugger, and uh, and what we're going to do here is step through it. Now you can, I've got some breakpoints set in there. You can just step over, you know, each line. You can expand out uh, the scope here. You can see the global objects. You can see right there's the sender coming in. There's our scratch base. Uh, there's the uh, arrays, and there's the transaction. So I'm just going to hit run. Now you can start some, seeing some of these populate. So now you can see I've got the um, array. Uh, started up there's the the app id uh, that we have in there and if i go ahead and hit uh enter then we can also see in the scratch space the the arrays now you see at 99 starting up as well and then you can also see the uh the lyrics right that are are going to be called from a subroutine which is also new doing subroutines so i can just step through this and then you can actually see it execute and uh and that's it and it just went right down to nothing in the loop after that so that is our demo on uh, debugging and uh, as well as some of the, the uh, really cool now things with the, with the AVM. So getting back to my deck, I'm going to go ahead and show you uh, a little bit more with Reach because uh, this is really all about building dApps today, right, in this particular session. And I couldn't do one without, without that. And also I did want to mention all the SDKs have a, a new call in it to support the uh, getting of the actual address uh, for the application ID. So uh, there's the calls for each of them. So what is Reach? Well, it's a programming language, um, JavaScript, Python, more high-level language. It compiles uh, and outputs to any chain with just a configuration chain, which is great. Uh, mathematically guarantees safety. And so there's verification built right in. You're not going to leave uh, money on the table. And it, it, this is a very, very important thing when you're building um, smart contracts is really the auditability of those contracts. You never want to uh, feed into a contract, say, uh, 10 algos and only end up with five. You want that to end up as zero when you get done. Otherwise, that money could be lost. And then uh, you can deploy uh, to uh, uh, many different, uh, uh, a few different blockchains. 
this is the architecture. You have a front end and back end. Typically, you have that in the um, realm of uh, you know client server design. No different here. Then you have uh, on the back end is the important part. It's like JavaScript like code. Uh, that's a, a reach file. And this is what generates and deploys and interacts with the smart contracts automatically. Uh, it's a solution implementation. There's You define your front end inf interfaces in it, and you define the participants, and you also verify uh, and, and do commitment uh, schemes as well. And I'll talk about all that in the code. And then also you have the front end now, which really has the logic for all the interact uh, methods. And it also has uh, blockchain specific code perhaps uh, might go in there uh, as well. And you can do things like create accounts, fund accounts, all that kind of good stuff there. Compile and run it and boom, you got yourself uh, deployed a dApp to, uh, to the blockchain. So how does Reach compare? Well, uh, to uh, Solidity development, for those that are familiar with uh, uh, Ethereum, uh, basically, uh, with Reach, it's all one product. With Solidity development, uh, each of these aspects of the development of a DAP uses multiple tools. You, you, you got tools up the yin yang to go ahead and actually create a DAP. You have to really piece them all together. With Reach, you got protocol design done with the programming language. You got the smart contract with the Reach compiler. You got middleware with the API. Also, you got the front end built with the JavaScript or an RPC language, a remote procedure language for uh, available for Python, Go, now C Sharp as well. Testing, also verification. Every uh, Reach compilation includes a thorough formal verification of the DAP, which is like I mentioned, extremely important. And deployment, right? You got a lot of multiple blockchains, so. There's two types of uh, scenarios. One is uh, local JavaScript, and that's where you're going to be uh, instantiating a, a library and then using STD Live, for example, to parse the currency. Then uh, there's actually the RPC or remote procedure calls that you can use that use an endpoint to do the same thing. So now you can have your front end in many different languages like you see over here, Python, JavaScript. I saw a lot of JavaScript developers uh, that are on here. You're going to love this tool. And so now let's take a look at a reach demo. Okay, so I'm going to bring that up. Find it a lot quicker this time. How about that? Okay, so let's go ahead and clear this. And let's do a reach run first. Just show you what this. This is a, um, a game I wrote called Mora. For those that are unfamiliar, this is a very old uh, game. Um, I think in ancient times, Greece or Italy, uh, maybe where it was, it's a hand game. Uh, you basically throw fingers out. And so when you throw fingers out, like say I throw out four fingers and then uh, the opponent throws out maybe one finger. Uh, so that's going to total up to five. And you have to guess simultaneously with your opponent what the total is going to be of the two hands. So, uh, that's what you're going to see run here. And it's going to uh, go ahead and show you um, what's, what's going on here with, the, uh, with this particular game. So there we go. So Alice is, uh, and Bob are playing. And we've got some timeout capabilities in there too. We've got to handle timeouts. And this goes until there's a winner. Sometimes it could be one round, sometimes it's several rounds. So there's, there's the winning round right there. So let me explain how this works here. So uh, Alice shoots uh, three fingers and Bob shoots four. Alice guessed uh, five, seven. So that was a draw. Now this one here, uh, Alice shoots two, Bob shoots seven. 
and uh, she guesses seven. Bob shoots two and guesses four. So two and two is four. So Bob is the winner. And so that's what you see down here and, and uh, that they're doing some betting here. So they're going to get that uh, that value. So that that's how you run it. So we got two files here. Let's start out with their reach file, which is the back end file. So on the back end, what you see here is uh, first and foremost, you've got your logic to the game. Right. So this is going to be this is the contract you're going to be creating. This is the rules of how this thing is played. The next section is very interesting. These are all the asserts. And you may have seen when I ran this, for example, that uh, there was a little bit of a, a mention up front that all, all of the proofs, you know, had, had met, you know. And if for any reason it doesn't, it'll tell you that. In fact, let's just make a quick change to this out, uh, transfer, for example. I'm going to say that instead of transferring the wager from both, I'm going to just transfer one time to the wager, right? And now if I run this again, uh, this should fail because you're leaving money in the smart contract. And, you know, this is how some big, big problems have happened in the past with blockchain smart contracts is exactly what I'm showing you right here. It wasn't verified. It wasn't audited that this is a possibility. And when this runs, then what you'll see is the game is going to go ahead and, and croak, right, when it does this. And there it is. Okay, so it's telling you this would be false, right, that it's going to return false that, you know, uh, this particular, uh, this assert has got to be a balance of zero at the exit of the application, and it failed. So this really is great, uh, you know. Up until this point, you had to hire an auditor to do something like this. And then if you had a simple change like this, you had to do the whole uh, application over again. And this is very, very uh, expensive and time consuming. And, and, and now with this approach, you really just have the auditor, you know, audit just the changes that were done. And, and you have that, that done. So getting back with how this actually works. So these are all the asserts which drives, drives the, the verification. Here we're defining the the front end um, the front end interface. So you can see I've got some fun functions up there. One is throwing the fingers. The other one's getting the guess. The other one's determining the winner, playing the winner, and outcome. And then we have a timeout type thing. Timeouts are very very important uh, because right here you see I've got a timeout on this wager. If Bob doesn't accept this wager. That five five algos is sitting out there that that algo did, and it's not like a website where you have a web application and you just leave it alone. And you come back the next day, it's the same way. You can continue where you left off. This is not the case. This is a slice in time you're dealing with here, and uh, you can't have a cannot have a contract lock these things up. So you really have to be aware of things like timeouts and deadlines for uh, responses from all all of the 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 um, participants. And so you can see participants here. We've got a couple of participants with Alice and Bob. She publishes the wager, commits that to the blockchain. Uh, and then Bob's got to accept the wager. And then we come down. Now, here's our while loop until we actually have it succeeded. Uh, here, we're actually going to solve the value of the fingers. We don't want to publish the actual fingers and guess yet to the blockchain because that'll be an unfair advantage to Bob. You'll be able to see that. So that's what make commitment does. It'll go ahead and salt that away. And then uh, you'll unsalt that uh you know, uh, down down uh, the road later, and then we're going to go ahead and publish that um, uh, that uh, that uh, value, the underscore one with the, with the salted value. So it's out there, and then it's unknowable to Bob. 
So Bob goes ahead and then throws his finger, makes his guess, and then uh, it goes ahead and uh, determines the, the winner uh, right down below there. So the front end on this um, has the, you know, the library, right, that you want to do. And then it also has the uh, currency you're going to parse, your starting balance, ending balance. That's what you just all displayed. Uh, it has the logic here, right? It's got the random function to shoot the fingers. This is the guess that's going to take uh, the number of fingers that you threw out as an argument. You're going to add to that a random number, winning number. This is the promise. This is all the, uh, the wager that takes place. And then uh, we close everything out. So that's a quick demo of uh, Reach. I hope you enjoyed that. I am very excited about that, that project. Uh, I'm going to end with these. I know we're getting close to the end. Perfect timing. Uh, we do have some bounties I want to make you aware of. Um, that uh, one is this uh, game studio track, 150,000 algos. At today's rate, that's you know a couple bucks an algo. So that's pretty hefty. And a lot of other ones that are really good too as well. A need for... Pi uh, Teal, smart contract tutorials, for example, for the site. I uh, mentioned our developer office hours. Go out to algorand.com slash developers. Also, we have a great hackathon underway. Um, it's $100,000 worth of prizes. Innovate, uh, it's under the uh, Hacker Earth umbrella. So algorand-innovatehackerearth.com. Runs now through middle of January. So you got some time to really build a great solution there. Our dev portal, uh, I can leave this up. You can take a picture of it or scan in uh, the Discord server. I want you all to join that. And people asking, hey, can I get some support on some of the problems I'm having? Yeah, well, Discord server is just that. There's a thriving community there, over 12,000 developers, and a lot of them uh, are helping out. And uh, uh, then, uh, so let's wrap up with a summary here. So we, we talked about getting started, some of the basic tools and the portal, developer portal has really got everything there, uh, to get you going. Also, we started talking about the ABM, uh, showed you examples and, and how to expand your, your budget for smart contracts, showed you, uh, what inner transactions were about to build, uh, like an asset, right? Create an asset or something like that, or any transaction really. Log support, we showed you Pi Teal, uh, generating Teal code, and as well as uh, debugging and how you go ahead and do that. And that PowerPoint uh, slide is at the bottom of the URL. Uh, there is the QR code. I asked the moderator if she can put that in, if they can put that into the uh, chat somehow. But if not, uh, I'll leave it on the slide uh, momentarily. And uh, I think uh, that's it. This deck also has some uh, other links in it too, but... Uh, I'll just leave this up here for now. I'm going to go back to uh, uh, stop sharing the screen here. And uh, I think uh, we are going to go over to the um, help answer some questions over at the virtual booth. I think that is the next um, uh, thing we're going to do. Let me go ahead and stop sharing the screen. And say hi to everybody. And I think uh, we're in good shape here, right? Uh, finishing right on time. And uh, uh, we'll mosey on over to the Algorand uh, uh, virtual booth. Uh, I've also got uh, Jason Weathersby is going to be joining me. He heads up DevRel here. So um, hopefully we'll get some of your, your questions answered uh, there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, see you over there.